What's up, man? How you been? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me. Well, I, uh, it's be been here. like, it's been almost a year, man. It's been almost a year. We spoke at an Acapulco last year, uh, sitting in a, in a beautiful resort in Acapulco where you dropped some bombs on me that I had no idea were going on with Bitcoin. And we'll get into all that where people are storing images, uh, and NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain. And, uh, I was kind of blown away by it. You were saying things like we're all big blockers now and, and, uh, yeah, you were, was, you were actually the first show to get the, the memo. You were the first show to, to get the, ex you got the exclusive on that happening in real time when it broke out, like the two days after it really, it broke out, you got the exclusive on it. I, I, I want to find out what happened. I want to find out how it's been going and then talk about maybe some of the ideas behind what's happening, why it's happening and. And if it's a good thing or not, but let's, let's save that for, for next. Sure. Uh, I want to talk sure. about a tweet that you sent me recently, which blew my mind. I didn't realize this had happened. It is a, a great example of just how criminal the U S government is. They basically auctioned off. So when they, well, I'll let you tell the story, but it has to do with Ross Ulbricht and uh, the Bitcoin that he got from the Silk Road and what happened to it and, and who has it now. So can you give us the, the rundown on that? <sighs> Yeah, it's um, it's a it's an upsetting story because um, the the government took this Bitcoin from Ross, and then they auctioned a portion off. At the time, I personally thought it was the the entire amount, but it turns out that they still have some more. I just found out a couple couple days ago, and they auctioned out a lot of Bitcoin. If I remember right, um, it was at like three hundred and ninety one dollars. I do remember the price of Bitcoin. Um, and Tim Draper, who is the, um, who is the, like, of a family of venture capitalists, his son runs Boost VC, his dad was a venture capitalist as well. Um, so he goes on and he buys this Bitcoin at a, at a discount, Bitcoin, Bitcoin that properly speaking was stolen from Ross and I ran into um, Tim Draper at a, my, at a conference in Miami and I confronted him and I'm like, hey, dude, so um, when are you going to help out Ross and his family out with the great gains that you made out of his Bitcoin? And he he blushed. He he really didn't understand um, that video was caught on that. That encounter was caught on camera by. Um, by an outlet, a crypto outlet, and they never gave me that footage. Unfortunately, oh. I don't know why they didn't give me the footage, but it's it should be there somewhere. I should I should hit them up again. Um, I don't want to dox who the media company was because I don't want to make them look bad. You know, I don't know what legal stuff they have to deal with on the back end. But um, if, if I you give really me that like video, that if you give me that video, yeah. I'll cut it in right here. I'll, I'll wait like a day or two before we release this. And if you can get it from him, I'll drop it in here right I'll, now. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. It's it's uh, yeah. It was it it it, it was uh, I, I'm I was a little aggressive, um, and in my encounter with him, which I think it's proper because the guy Tim Draper has been uh, prancing around talking about Bitcoin and Ross Ulbrich uh, uh, quite a lot throughout the years, and when you what find out this reality. Well, what like he said general. to me is like, yeah, it's it's a problem. We need to get him out. We need to help him out. I'm like, dude, well, I mean, you 
you made millions, if not hundreds of millions out of his Bitcoin over the years. Uh, you know, I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm just saying that we're holding you accountable, man, because like you're, you're speaking this game about helping out Ross Ulbrich, but yet arguably the funds that he would have had to defend himself are the funds that are under your custody now. So it's, it's, um, I, I think it's, it's important to, to call these things out. Um, so I agree. Don't, don't tell me, don't tell me that you care about Ross and yet you are making a killing out of the Bitcoin that were stolen from him. That is, that, that really pisses me off actually. And, and I think it's wrong. And, and, um, um, I'll let you guys be the judges of that. I think it's just important to to, to keep this um, awareness going about what happened to Ross Ulbrich's Bitcoin, because a lot of the the venture capital in Bitcoin comes from the Draper family venture capital funds, and so a lot of the crypto space in general. So it's um, you know, I I think well, I think I, I think. Hear- I think a year or two ago, Lynn Ulbricht had to run a fundraiser where she attempted to auction off some artwork that Ross had made well, in prison. You, well, you, you know they, what really pissed, pissed well, me off is that that because, same day. That, yeah, yeah, you were saying that, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, they they did an auction fundraiser because they needed funding. They needed money to continue maintaining the, the legal fight to make sure that Lynn was set up to continue being able to do what she's doing because... She is getting on in years to make sure that Ross had funding to keep fighting his fights and taking care of him as things progressed in that whole thing. They needed money. Well, well, and you're telling me that this was, guy had Ross's money, made has millions all, of dollars, has it all, made millions on it, could have given yeah. 1% of his profit to to Lynn in this example and solved all of their problems and made the, the whole need for the auction irrelevant. That's kind of messed up. That's exactly. Kind of messed up. So, 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 and you know, what happened to me was that, um, I was at this Bitcoin conference in Miami. It was the big Bitcoin uh, conference and I see Lynn at the bus stop and, and I, I get off, I, 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 we stop the car. We tell her, we love her, ask her if she needs a ride. She tells me she's waiting for an Uber or something. So, uh, you know, and then probably 15 minutes later, I run into Tim Draper. So like I was, I had a lot of righteous indignation at the moment and I went off on him. Like, I really because I, I went off on him, dude. I was really loud. I made a scene. <laughs> I made a scene. I said like, when are you going to give Ross back, you know, his Bitcoin that were stolen from him that are under your custody, Tim Draper. And, uh, yeah. Um, a couple years later, there was a, 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 augmented reality version of Tim Draper at another conference, which was really funny. He was like Tim Draper in a box. Um, and so I started, he had pre-programmed questions. You can ask Tim Draper anything you want. That one was caught on video. (laughs) And so I think I might have the footage of that. And I'm asking robot Tim Draper, all of these questions about Ross Ulbrich and the people controlling the machine are like, no, 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 you can't talk to him no more. Get away, get away. So, um, It's, um, it's, 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 uh, I'm really happy you brought this up because a lot of people don't talk about this. And, and I think that, you know, look at the end of the day, God judges people. I can't judge people. 
Um, but I think it's good to be, be let everyone become aware of things because what happened with Ross was uh, a horrible injustice. It actually ties into the last thing you want to talk to me about Satoshi himself. And, and it was, you know, it, it was, you know how in football you talk about unnecessary roughness. Uh, what they did to Ross is, is beyond criminal dude. Um, like, Oh yeah. It's, 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 um, it's the most disgusting, whoever that judge is, I forgot her name, but I think she's a complete disgusting, vile human being. Um, I, I pray for her soul because that, that motherfucker is dark <laughs> and I, I can't fathom, I can't fathom ruining someone's life. Um, so harshly. It's not proper. Imagine doing that as your day job, man. Like going to work every day and ruining somebody's life over victimless crimes. Like I I don't know. I don't believe. I don't believe in souls, but I also don't know that you can maintain a healthy uh, psyche while you're just destroying lives on on the daily, man. Well, like the idea of a soul is your intellect, and the scholastics would say that your intellect is what moves on after you pass away, it's your intellect. That is who you, you know, your knowledge, your experience, your sense of self. So yeah, that, that is a very rotten intellect that would be capable of destroying life like that. Like, I really don't understand how anyone could work for government. To be honest, when I see a police officer, it, it really saddens me to see someone who has chosen a path in life that is, has such a scarcity mindset that they would invest they're precious one life, you know, we only get one life and they're, you know, investing that one life in, in doing something that is not really helping other people. Um, about 1% of what they do, they probably feel really good about. And then the 99% of the other stuff that they do just probably drains, just drains them into just a dark pile of dust. Yeah. So my dream is to be able to, um, leverage off technology to give people more freedom and the ability to monetize and make money off of their creativity, which will hopefully through um, economic incentives, people are forced to uh, engage their imagination and creativity even more so that they can step out of that collectivist mindset of using force and violence so that they can start um, really being themselves, expressing themselves peacefully and making a lot more money and living a very happy life. Um, because we live in a world that is, that is, uh, that we live in a debt based world. And, and a lot of this unhappiness comes from the fact that people are, they lost what it meant to be, um, a, they lost a sense of, of self that we all know, we all experience, which it was, was to be childlike and, 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 and losing that um, is something that I'm trying to regain for myself. And that the reason why I'm involved in crypto so passionately is because I see it as the way for us to regain that sense of, of, of sense of wonder, of childlike wonder, to really enjoy and honor life as we're supposed to. Okay, so you're very pro crypto. And I'm, uh, we have an upcoming guest on the channel, maybe in a week or so, that uh, is very anti-crypto. And so with you... I'm going to play the anti and with him, I'm going to play the, the, uh, the pro and it's going to be two interesting conversations, but I want awesome, to get into man. it. So, um, 
at an Arcapoco one year ago, you broke the news that um, I, I think I even said the word DDoS in the interview that you yeah. guys were DDoSing yeah, the Bitcoin blockchain uh, by jamming in all this extra data, which was raising the fees, which was uh, delaying other people's uh, uh, transactions, um, ar- arguably clogging up the chain, DDoSing the, the Bitcoin blockchain. And, um, and you were doing it with arts and uh, NFTs, effectively. Um, what has happened in the last year? Like, what's the status of Bitcoin and the status of crypto in general and the status of uh, this project to um, clog the Bitcoin blockchain with images? Well, it's been an utter success because um, the, the, why you, the reason why you call it a DDoS attack, Patrick, is because you're... You and everyone else uh, in the world of crypto, and even myself, because I became accustomed to, not because I knew better, but because I became accustomed to, we all became accustomed to, or did not know otherwise, but to see a blockchain as a one-trick pony. As a, as a one-trick pony, and specifically in the area of, of money, crypto as money. The truth is, is that Bitcoin, the architecture that Satoshi gave us and the economic design allows us to do so much more, man. I would say everything, everything we really could dream of, because not only are you able to put data on chain, because it's like you said, it's something that is has been proven capable. And obviously it's something only that is you put on chain if there is a market for Right. So you it can't you can't it's not an attack when there is voluntary exchange. People that don't like capitalism and that they don't, don't like creativity. Those are the people who would say that this is an attack. But in reality, these are people that are, in all sincerity, control freaks that don't want people to express themselves as they please. But if I enter with you in a voluntary exchange and the platform that we're using is processing that transaction and making money off of it that being the Bitcoin miners, then it's not an attack. It's actually something that is helping the network. When you see Bitcoin within the context of everything that Satoshi gave us, not what people wanted to read into Bitcoin, which is what happened throughout the history of Bitcoin. People wanted to read something into Bitcoin that was that sure, but it was a lot more actually. People wanted to read the focus on money. But as Honest libertarians that understand Austrian economics, we know that to have good money, you need fungibility. And in the nature of Bitcoin, in the Bitcoin protocol, you can't have fungibility because every Bitcoin has a completely different historical record than another Bitcoin. So by default, Bitcoins are non-fungible. That's why honest libertarians created Monero. Um, and Pirate Chain, which is uh, more private, more fungible than Monero at this moment. And so we are in a place where now there are other Bitcoiners like myself who said, wait a minute, you guys were reading something that you wanted, but you guys weren't reading Bitcoin itself. Pay attention. You guys wanted digital gold, digital cash, and you wanted to bring that out of Bitcoin in the best way possible. But the Bitcoin protocol, does it was not built for that. That's why you were honest and you built Monero. So the question is, 
what is it that Bitcoin was to begin with? Let's take a step back. Let's, let's stop trying to impose our will on Bitcoin. And let's take the whole gift that Satoshi gave us in context. And this entire gift that Satoshi gave us in context includes the ability to compute script on chain. In other words, that Bitcoin in itself is a computer. Bitcoin in itself is a Turing complete machine. This is something, this is one of the other reasons why we had a civil war, which because of ordinals, now it's no longer a point of contention. What happened in 2023, Patrick, when I spoke to you, was that big blockers like myself saw an opportunity to teach, to show by doing, to teach by doing. So we went into the BTC blockchain and we taught them how to have an on-chain marketplace. We started with this idea and it blossomed into, now we're seeing that it's consistently over 82%, well, just a couple of days, it was over 82% of all Bitcoin transactions were ordinal transactions, were on-chain transactions. What does that mean, Patrick? It means that Bitcoin is a machine. For, that for those was, that don't know, when you say ordinal, you mean like NFTs? Yeah. Right? Uh, yes, okay. I, I'm, I'm talking about um, ordinals is the first protocol, but there have been other protocols that have come after it on BTC. And the, the, the totality is not just to have an asset that is traded back and forth on chain. The holy grail of what's really happening here, Patrick, is that we're... Um, is that these is that you can program these assets on chain bitcoiners are slowly discovering that the capability exists there and the first attempt that a lot of people with btc are going for is to give that utility of programmability to digital assets that live on the btc blockchain via second layer computations in other words computations that happen outside the blockchain that are then attested, that attest their results on chain. That is the first attempt that the BTC world that is trying to wrestle with these big blocker ideas that they're now forced to admit were correct and the way to go. This is the way that in the present moment they're trying to compromise. So they're like, okay, well, we can't be like the BSV guys because we're so we were told we're supposed to hate those guys. So what we're going to do is, is that we're going to still try to, this is the rhetoric that they've been using. We're going to limit our blockchain footprint. Again, enters the rhetoric of desiring privacy in a protocol that was not designed for anonymity. It gives you pseudonymity. It gives you privacy, but it doesn't give you the anonymity that a pirate chain or Monero would give you. So you have to, um, then again, it all comes down to back to being an honest intellectual and to, and, and this is something that it, they're wrestling with. So what happened? Let's go back to what happened. What happened? We started playing. I came on your show at an Arcapulco and I gave you the, the, the premiere, the exclusive as to what was happening. It was the first interview in the world on this topic. Your audience got to see it. What happened is that this, this just blossomed. The BTC laser eye maximalists, they ignored it. A lot of them thought it was a fad. A lot of them thought it was just something that they could ignore. At the end of 2023, 
billionaire Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, teamed up with Luke Dasher, who's one of the uh, core devs for BTC, the leading implementation in BTC for uh, small blocking for small blockers, the guys that gave you Taproot, Segwit, uh, and the biggest proponents of the Lightning Network. They freaked out at the end of 2023, at the end of the year, in the month of December, they had a conference and they invested millions of dollars into a mining operation called Ocean Mining. And they attempted to, um, literally, this was the proposal that in their communist worldview, they, they posed to other miners on the network. They said, we need to keep Bitcoin pure. Therefore, you must align with us, with our vision of Bitcoin and profit less. Obviously, that was a very stupid proposition. We knew that they were going to lose. And within a week after they launched their mining pool, they had to buckle down and accept reality. And they themselves are processing um, on-chain digital assets on Bitcoin. So what, what they did was is they mined coins but refused to – I mean, correct me if I'm they, wrong, but they, they, they minted wanted. blocks, but they refused the ordinal transactions. Well, that, that was their plan. That's what they okay. went in with. But it was an anti-capitalist uh, plan. You have to understand that these central planners, they always want to limit the capitalist product. They, they always want to limit the productive capacity of capitalists. Because in their worldview, they are the central planners that need to guide the, the space in their direction. So they, they're just central planners. Just think of them as central planners because that's what they are. The the truth is, Patrick, is, is that we had... um. We were teaching them in real time how to scale Bitcoin because they are all, everyone understands and everyone agrees that BTC, the subsidy that Satoshi gave Bitcoin to jumpstart the network is running out. Every four years, we go into a halving. The, the block reward halves, but the, but the block reward was just a subsidy, like a government subsidy or an allowance. Think of an allowance that your parents give you to get, uh, get started in life. Doesn't mean you're going to get hooked on the, on the allowance. It means that now you have to you have to find from yourself from within the capacity to be profitable in the marketplace on your own. So we taught them how to do that on chain. We proved to them that they were wrong during the Bitcoin civil war, and they grudgingly right now agreed agreed with us. The really? truth is okay. is that they all right now. This is what the, the biggest mind fuck right now is that all BTC small blockers have to grudgingly accept that they were on the wrong side of history during the Bitcoin civil war. And they hate it. They hate it because every time they do that, they, they, people start hedging to BSV. People start hedging to Bitcoin cash even. Okay. But mostly so let me, to BSV. Let me push back. Let me, let me give you my sure. little five minute position on what's been going on. So I've been into technology literally my entire life since I was a young teenager and uh, I've been involved in lots of software projects, lots of successes, lots of complete failures. I know what's good and what's wrong. I have a good gut instinct for when a tech is making good decisions and good architecture and when it's not. And from the very beginning with the big blocker, small blocker civil war, uh, I knew, and I think history is proving me right that the the small blocker with this bolt-on layer two tech is just bad architecture like that is not a uh, a tech that i would have uh, invested in or been a part of uh, i think that Patrick, was a bad plan and, real quick and, 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 and 
And it was led by venture capital, something that people have to realize that this is all. So the biggest problem that we had in Bitcoin history with, with entrepreneurs, and pardon me for, 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 for interrupting, is, is that the moment you as an entrepreneur in the Bitcoin ecosystem take money from a venture capitalist, at that moment, your duty is to your shareholders. It no longer is to the Bitcoin network. So no longer are you motivated to create open source, on-chain, interoperable applications. At that moment, you're thinking in an old boomer way of my intellectual property, my closed garden, and you become a hedge for your investors because your investors hold Bitcoin bags themselves and you are their hedge against their Bitcoin bag now as a Bitcoin entrepreneur that they invested in. Meaning that in all of these Bitcoin startups, they forbid Bitcoin entrepreneurs to hold Bitcoin within the treasuries of their own startups. This is not common knowledge, but this is pervasive throughout the space. Because why would I as an, why would I as an investor would want you as a Bitcoin entrepreneur in whom I invested in as my hedge for if my bag of Bitcoin fails, I get to use you to pivot off the energy from Bitcoin into something else from fintech. So I just needed to emphasize that. Sorry for interrupting. No, that's fine. I'm about to get to the controversial shit. (laughs) So, um, okay. So just from a technologist perspective, I knew that was a bad decision. I called it out back when it was happening. But what happened next really made me suspicious of the entire technology. And this might be where you start to disagree. I saw immediately during the civil war that you're talking about that there is a tragedy of the commons with this open source tech that no one is in charge of, that no one owns the development of. It takes them years to make the simplest of decisions. It takes them years and and hard forks and and massive infighting that splits the community and makes everyone hate each other just to make a simple technology decision. If I, if I make a, a tech product tomorrow and I realize, oh crap, I've got a vulnerability. My tech can't scale to handle transactions for millions of people. It needs dynamically scaling blocks for just an example. I immediately make the call. I say, developers that I'm paying because you work for me for this product I'm making, begin, you know, prepping for dynamically sizable blocks to fix this problem. It takes about a day, maybe a week. Think through your options, lay out the plan and execute. You iterate your technology or it dies. And that's like the biggest thing I can say about any technology from my gut feeling to the world is that if you're not able to iterate your tech, it's dead already. And the, you know why the, that is, the, right? In Bitcoin. The, the, tra- the tragedy of the commons with Bitcoin is that no one has the quote unquote authority to do that. And you're going to call me a, a central planner or whatever. Or, no, uh, whatever no, 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 but, no, 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 no. But it's the opposite. I agree the, with you. No, I agree Hold on, hold you. on. So Bitcoin yeah. is communistically owned and operated, which uh, that's yes, where BTC all is, of its. And, and Bitcoin Cash is, yes. That's Both where. BTC and Bitcoin Cash is, yes. That's, so that's, that's where the these failings come have, from. Yes. And it's well, an intractable. It's, 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 it's an intractable problem. It's not going well, away. It's going to well, continue me, to me, not be able. Hold on. It's going to continue to not be able to iterate. It's going to continue to make poor decisions that that hard fork the community in millions of ways. Uh, so yeah. that to me, years ago, I said, okay, I'm 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 not really interested in Bitcoin anymore because I see these fundamental fatal flaws that are going to kill the tech. Now, well, what's, when you what's said, Bitcoin to you? Okay, what's Bitcoin you, to you? you? You go and then okay, what's so. 
I said a lot, so I'll give it back to you, and then I have I want to get back to the the DDoS thing. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, what, what's Bitcoin I, to I'll me? I'll answer the um, question. Okay, I'll answer the question for me. Yeah, go ahead. And th- th- for me, Bitcoin for me is the protocol, not the ticker symbol. What's Bitcoin to you? Uh, Bitcoin is the world's least efficient database technology. Okay, that to me is not Bitcoin. Okay. Let me get that. Let was me, the, let me that was the, hold on. That was the edgy answer, right? It's the, it's, it's the, it is the world's least efficient database technology because it uses an incredible amount of processing power and storage space uh, to provide dog water slow transaction throughput. But it has one yeah, superpower. That no, that's, that's not Bitcoin. It has one superpower that no other crypto, that no other technology has. It's government resistant because it's decentralized awesome. yeah so okay but it's, it's also su- but it also it, 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 it's for everyone it's for everyone it's superpower so, is also its fatal flaw is what i'm trying to get at okay but this is the thing patrick is is that if you and i play a game so the most popular sport in the world is soccer right and it, it started in england and the reason why soccer is now what it is worldwide is because everyone operates using the same rules of the game meaning that it invites free market competition that you and i can start a soccer club and if we are good enough we can you know go up in rankings in our city then in our state and then nationally our team can compete you know internationally in in different club teams like literally you and i can fund our own team um and do that and make a shit ton of money doing that okay but and, and the reason why we can com- we can compete and why we can rise to the top is because soccer is a universal uh, it's a universal game and it, it's a game because the protocol the rules of the game don't change if you're in africa if you're in argentina if you're in paris doesn't matter where we're at on the planet soccer has the same rules of the game okay so for me the word protocol is nothing more than the rules of the game satoshi gave us something that the vast majority of the world still has not embraced fully. And this is the real sad truth, Patrick, is, is that the vast majority of Bitcoiners were psyoped from understanding this about Bitcoin. That that what Satoshi gave us is to be, first and foremost, revered. And you need to put your ego aside and stop thinking that you know better than Satoshi or his original design. Fine, sure, you can have your own ideas in life. I don't care. But at the very least, Respect that Satoshi gave us a game that he thought about very, very much that incorporates many aspects of life, disciplines, technologies, and then he put it out into the world. And this and this game, this protocol is what I call Bitcoin. What happened during the Bitcoin civil war is that there were people who came into Bitcoin with their own ideas and they decided to say, you know, those rules of the game, we don't want to play by those rules. We, we want to take away these op, these op codes off Bitcoin. We, do, we want to take the ability to compute on chain. We're actually not even going to play by these rules. We're going to create our own rules and we're going to do, we're going to scale Bitcoin in a completely different way than it was at first intended. And so when you're in the middle of a game with someone and all of a sudden we say we're playing basketball and all of a sudden um, you're, the other team tells you, hey, no, but we, we're, from now on, we're going to be able to double dribble. Like, wait a minute, you can't double dribble their basketball. You, you know, there's a way to play basketball and you, you broke, you broke from the way you play basketball. Now you're playing a completely different game. So 
for me, Bitcoin is not the ticker symbol. Uh, BTC is not Bitcoin. Bitcoin Cash is not Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the Bitcoin protocol. And out of all of the quote unquote ticker symbols that exist, the one that follows the protocol, the original design most closely is BSV. It's the closest to the original design. And it's literally this community's desire is to be as true to this reality that Bitcoin is a fixed and stable protocol. Now, does that mean that you can have different implementations of the code? Yes. Of, of the Bitcoin protocol. Yes. You can have different implementations, but the rules remain the same. Can you, can you t- code it up in different languages and have different interfaces? Yes. Actually, Bitcoin is extremely abundant. Um, it allows you literally, I see Bitcoin as a Turing complete machine that allows you to compute whatever you want on chain where every little tiny transaction is a computation. See, that those words that I just said there about Bitcoin, the, that's Greek to the vast majority of people when they think about Bitcoin. They don't think about Bitcoin as a turn complete machine where every single tiny microtransaction, every movement on the internet can be programmed, arbitrage, and bettered consistently via proof of work. Like, that's those are ideas that were lost. But I say true to the original design in Bitcoin. And so guys like me that, that were hated on by big tech, by Silicon Valley, by Wall Street, that did not want this reality of Bitcoin to get out, we've been the ones that have endured the most abuse on the internet for over a decade. We've been the ones that have been completely sh- uh, shadow banned, censored from Bitcoin talk forums themselves, okay? The attack on us has been that intense. So what did we do? We humbly just continued working on this technology we put our heads down and we've been discovering amazing things from what from what satoshi gave us things that all other bitcoiners and other stripes like bitcoin cash and btc completely forgot or they don't even know exist so what we did is is that we went back into btc in 2023 and we hacked their minds because we came in with a level of expertise that they don't possess at all we understand how to create marketplaces using on-chain marketplaces where your marketplace is just a skin into the bitcoin blockchain where the blockchain itself is a marketplace itself it's not just an accounting ledger it's a it's a it's a it's a marketplace in itself we also know how to program these digital assets on chain in whatever way you want so we have a body of knowledge and expertise that they don't have so for us to go back into btc and start arbitraging data and computing script on chain for us, dude, it's like, honestly, dude, it's not even a fight. They, they can't compete with us. We have, again, like a decade of expertise doing this. Yes, in a forbidden place called BSV, that's like the Antarctica of crypto. Yes, in a place where there's not a lot of market activity because like Antarctica, no plane will take you there. No exchange for many years listed BSV. So there was, but it was our garage. It was a place we geeked out. We really came in with a sense of humility, like a begging, like meditating, contemplating the universe. And we did, that's the way we approached Bitcoin. We did not want to impose our will on Bitcoin. The Bitcoiner that I am and that I, the stripe of Bitcoiner that I represent is the Bitcoiner that saw everything that Satoshi gave me. And I, and with reverence, we're like, damn. And to this day, man, I'm still like, damn. Like people don't even know the greatness of what Satoshi gave us. So okay, what I wanna, happened in twenty? No, hold, hold I, I, let me let me just tell you one, one more. Let me let me finish my thought pattern. Go for quick, it, Patrick. Go for it. We came in and we dominated BTC to the point that we literally went up to their devs and we said, "Okay, we're here. We want to embrace BTC. Now we're doing ordinals. What do you guys have to offer us?" 
So a lot of developers, like top-notch devs, they went up to the BTC devs that are working on the Lightning Network, and they were like, hey, guys, what do you guys have for us? We want to do this. We want to play ball with you. We will play by the rules of the game that you change and that you have in BTC. We're fine. We like BTC because it's a metropolis with money and people. We want to make money. Let's do this. And you know what these guys said? After eight over eight years of propaganda and hundreds of millions of dollars of venture capital investment into the Lightning Network, you know what they said? We have nothing. It was that fucking shocking, man. The Lightning Network, after eight years, hundreds of millions of dollars, you have nothing to give me? I just brought the most badass developers from Solana, Ethereum, BSV, and we're in BTC. We have over 50% of the transactions on chain. And sure, okay, we'll use the Lightning Network. What do you got? They have nothing. And you know, they even told us, they're like, yo, you know what? Um, You're going to have to build it yourself. Like, what the fuck? What did you do? You literally had a civil war for this. You broke up Bitcoin because of this. And at the end of eight years, you're telling me you don't have shit. So what ended up happening is, is that that financial economic pressure that we put on Bitcoin, BTC, broke them. And three other top devs rage quit in 2023. One of them calling the Lightning Network a scam. So imagine being a Bitcoiner in BTC after convincing the world that they know the way to scale off chain, not on the blockchain, off chain through a layered way of scaling with this thing, the Lightning Network that you've been harping on for over a decade, because this whole argument started in like 2023, 2022, pardon me, 2012, 2013 is really when this started. And you're telling me that you have nothing. So that at that point, all that's holding them back. And the reason why they still have to save face as much as possible is because they got so much investors involved into these layer two approaches. And so now they have nothing to show for it. They're fucked. We came in and we dominated. We run the exchanges on chain, all the BSV guys. We literally, because we have knowledge of this shit. We literally, when they started ordinals, and the, the BTC guys were all happy about it. You know what they said? They're like, great, guys. In a year's time, we will have our first on-chain exchange. Yeah. They're calculating. You know what we did? Bro, I, bro, in two days, we already had three, four on-chain exchanges, a bunch of BSV guys. They, they, there's no way they can compete with this shit. They, they can't compete. There's, they just can't compete in this realm. So then what happened, Patrick, is, is that after the Lightning Network was murdered and they themselves like literally buried it in silence, you know what happened then? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a guy by the name of Linus, uh, Robin Linus, puts out a white paper saying, uh, we discovered that Bitcoin is Turing complete. What? In 2023, you're trying to tell me that you discovered that Bitcoin's Turing complete. When we've been saying this since 2012, 2013, when Craig Wright himself in 2015 in the All-Star panel, with Nick Zabel, uh, Trace Mayer, there's a bunch of guys here on the table. He tells them nonchalantly in a very concise and at the same t- time very thorough. He explains how Bitcoin is Turing complete and he mind fucks all these people. He's like, they're all like, you see them squirming, bro. I'll send you the link. They're squirming like, what? What do you mean it's Turing complete? It's because they're, no, you, if you want to do that, go to Ethereum. You know, like, and, and the, all of a sudden, they want to gaslight history 
gaslight everything, and all of a sudden they discovered that Bitcoin's turned complete. So this is what happened after that. Since they couldn't do the, and this is what they're doing right now. They couldn't sell uh, venture capital. They couldn't sell investors, the Lightning Network anymore. So now what they did is like, oh, we discovered Bitcoin's turned complete. So out of this implementation, BitVM is called, there's a bunch of startups that are, have already sought venture capital. And there's last time I checked, there's like five of them already that have been funded by venture capital. And so what happened is that the leading developer of VitBM, his name is Super Testnet. I get a DM from somebody. He's like, Raph, oh, Super wants you. If you could please introduce him to Jawe Lu. Jawe is the leading guy in BSV when it comes to computing script. He's like the leading scientist. Him along with Craig Wright, they work very close together. And I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll introduce him to one another, but I'll do it on video. And in that video, Super Testnet, that I interviewed, with Zhao Lu, Super Testnet says that his whole inspiration comes from the work on on-chain computing from BSV, from S-Script. So, Patrick, let me ask you a question. In the early days of Bitcoin, people would say on the news, on the radio, all over, oh, we really like the blockchain technology, but we hate the Bitcoin. What did all smart investors do in the early days when they heard that? They bought Bitcoin. Did they not? Okay. What's happening now is, is that a lot of Bitcoiners in BTC are saying, we love the BSV technology, but we hate BSV. What are all the smart investors doing right now? Fill in the I wanna, blank. I want to make one more point on Bitcoin before, and sure. then I want to ask you about BSV and Bitcoin Cash, uh, because I stopped following I, I stopped following Bitcoin Cash several years ago uh, on purpose. But we can get to that. So um, the last point I want to make on Bitcoin um, is this. The difference between calling ordinals an attack or a DDoS and just normal usage of the network is the purpose of the network. What is the purpose of the Bitcoin network? Now, Ooh, I was on the understanding. The of, wait, wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So like sure. the white paper says digital cash. And I think that's what most people are under the understanding of. So when you look at it as a digital cash technology, then the ordinal thing is definitely an attack. It's definitely a DDoS. You're using the chain for something that isn't cash. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get, let me make the point from both sides. Right. So sure, like, sure, sure. Uh, so f if you assign that purpose to it, uh, then it is an attack and it is a DDoS because you're interfering with the ability to, to, to do transactions. Now, granted, you're exposing a dumb decision that they made to maintain small blocks with that tactic. And I loved seeing that. But if, if that's the purpose, then an attack is a valid way to look at it. But the problem is it is a, again, it's a tragedy of the commons. There is no one authoritative to say the purpose of this technology is cash or it's just a free for all, you know, use the code. It was written. However you want to use it, no matter how much that interferes with how anybody else wants to use it. Uh, there is no one authoritative that can say what you're doing is right or wrong. The protocol is what it is. Do with it as you will. That's the reality. No matter what the white paper says, right? No, no, no. Fuck the white paper. Let me, let, you know, I love the white paper, but the reality is that what Satoshi gave us and I'm going to 
I'm gonna explain this by using big big words here. This is a tautological exponent that we're talking about. What Satoshi gave us is a tautology means the final end, the max, the, the end of things, tautological exponent, the exponential function that can only be operated in this mathematical formula. Okay. What Satoshi gave us with the way that Bitcoin was designed, and I'm going to break down every single way that Bitcoin was designed real quick. Proof of work that the number one way to Get, uh, arrive at what it is a meritocracy of value to really bring forth what is the best for everyone is by solving the Byzantine general's problem through proof of work, meaning that it is through open market competition that we're capable of figuring out what's best to one another within an environment where I can leverage off your success, you leverage off my success and, um, Inter and the more interconnected we are because we trust each other so much in the marketplace, the more interconnected we are, the more it is incentivized to be good actors in the marketplace. On top of that, the way that Bitcoin is designed in the form of a blockchain is a small world network, meaning that that interconnectivity found within the blockchain design is a topographical, topological map where Human beings, there is no, there is no mathematical formula where human beings are most more interconnected than uh, to one another. This just doesn't exist. So you add proof of work with the small world of the blockchain. You put those together, you will always get the same result. The same result is, is that at the end of the market discovering itself within those confines that Satoshi gave us, you will eventually find yourself in having spontaneous order, which is what controls Bitcoin. If you say, hey, there's no central planner, it's spontaneous order that is that 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 is a meritocracy of value. BTC, they tried to destroy BTC, the, uh, the, that version of Bitcoin into what we know as BTC, but they still had BTC still have has two big aspects to it that they were able weren't able to get rid of. But notice that the small blocker attack on Bitcoin has always been an attack against these two things. Number one is miners, which is proof of work. And number two is the architecture of the blockchain itself. That's why they always want to remove all transactions and all computations outside of the blockchain. Deep down in their nefarious mind or stupid mind, they always wanted to get rid of the two most important ingredients that make Bitcoin really what it is. Proof of work, blockchain. So what we do as big blockers is that we emphasize the on-chain dynamic and proof of work. We do not want, as a big blocker, you'd never want Bitcoin dependent on something external. You want Bitcoin to be self-sufficient from within and profitable from within. So what happened with ordinals is nothing more than the flower of life blossoming in its own way within BTC because it has to, it has no other way, Patrick. I'll give you an example. At Monerotopia, a, a core developer by the name of Peter Todd got up on stage and he said that his solution to miners losing money from the block reward subsidy as time goes on, this is, he calls it Demiurge. What a fucked up name. What his plan is to introduce into BTC is the ability to for miners to go into your wallets and tax you. That is his plan. Okay, another plan that they have, check this out. Another plan that they have 
It's from Luke Dasher, the same guy behind that teamed up with Jack Dorsey to try to stop us, but they couldn't because they suck. Honestly, it's just it's just fucking people that don't don't understand Bitcoin. His idea is to check this out. He wants to break the twenty one million cap on Bitcoin supply because like that you keep the subsidy you know going right as as, yep. as long as possible. In other words, they want to change the protocol even more, the, the rules of the game even more. All along, what we did, what we taught them by showing them is, is that you don't need to do any of those crazy things. You just honor Bitcoin as it is, and you just allow Bitcoiners to figure out how to best use the design that Satoshi gave us. Satoshi gave us the means to compute. Satoshi, even the first transaction that Satoshi gave us was an NFT. A lot of people don't know that. was an NFT. Um to compute on chain there was a poker game on the blockchain uh yeah there was a poker game on um uh, on the blockchain um so the, for us to be able to compute on chain and for us to be able to engage the blockchain in whatever way we see best as entrepreneurs we introduce that into the blockchain and then the blockchain the market responds to we want that or we don't want that miners say we want we will we'll process that transaction or not uh, buyers on the other side will tell you right away is this a product that i want or not so it's a discovery process and right now patrick we showed him we showed them by doing that we taught them how to scale bitcoin on btc we taught them how to make sure that the miners make money off on-chain transactions like what we're doing through ordinals and so it's it's uh it's 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 um at this point I honestly don't I can't take any argument serious because it's like dude we're showing you I don't have to argue this it's there on the blockchain the vast majority of BTC transactions are on chain digital asset transactions within a flourishing digital asset economy that is happening natively within Bitcoin and no one can stop that because to try to tell a miner not to do that. Is it's tell it's like it's telling a miner to go commit suicide. This is what Jack Dorsey and Luke Dasher try to do. Like, oh yeah, we just like ignore those guys, ignore those transactions. Uh, you should go broke. Like, what the fuck? No, dude. So now we're in the position. We're in a time now where the small blocker rhetoric was murdered, destroyed. They don't exist anymore. It's over. Uh, Max Kaiser, who to me he's a scumbag, bro. Straight up, like he. This guy was talking about talking shit about jp morgan his whole life and now he's like he's a bankster he literally is promoting bankster solutions that instead of promoting bitcoin second layer lightning network companies that track and trace people in el salvador that's disgusting dude like mm. uh, right, he said so bitcoin, he, he said ordinals was a bug and we got to get rid of it sorry buddy what? you can't get rid of it you can't max kaiser you can't get rid of it we're not going anywhere that's money talks, that's, buddy. That's a good thing based on your perception of the purpose of Bitcoin. So Ooh, it's okay. a bad thing based on your on your on, on the same thing. No, 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 no. I, I forgot to do this. Out, Let me show you this tweet. Is. Let me show you this tweet, and then maybe you know you'll yell at me. Okay, so <laughs> here's what Let I the tweeted. I said blocking JPEGs from a blockchain meant to be a medium of value exchange is not censorship. It's defending against an attack vector, eroding its capacity to be efficacious for its purpose. If you want JPEGs on chain, go make a chain for that. So okay, this Patrick, is you're this more is than the, welcome to do that. Hold on, and hold, you will make finish. enough money. You let, won't make money. let me finish. <laughs> all <laughs> miners, finish. please do that. Follow what he's doing. And no, 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 no I'm not doing anything. More. It's all about the purpose. No, 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 no. 
It's the purpose okay. of it. And and the All fact that, that no one is authority. Money. No, you, I know you're not afraid of what I have to say. Let me at least get the challenge out and then sure, you can sure, tear sure. me tear me a new asshole for it. Uh it depends there the problem that I'm trying to highlight. There is no one that is authoritative on the purpose of the technology, and therefore it is unable to iterate itself effectively. So if a threat okay, comes that isn't an ordinal, for example, like you, let's you just say like it's not an ordinal. Let, let, hold on. Hold on. I'm yeah. almost done. Like three more okay, sentences. Okay, <laughs> uh, if if an attack comes along that isn't an ordinal, but it's like an actual problem that's actually interfering with the technology in ways that everybody, let's say, agrees. Right. Um, there is still no one that can say, look, that's the protocol. That attacker is just using the protocol in a way that you don't like. It would be censorship to modify the technology to prevent that person from using the tech the way that he's using it. It's the same argument for ordinals. So I put that to you and I'll shut up and let you uh, let you tell me where I'm wrong. Vehicles are only meant to be driven through gasoline as their system of combustion. Combu- Combustion. <laughs> How do you say combustion? Combustion. Combustion. Yeah. Anyone that wants to promote an electric vehicle does not understand that there is infrastructure that already exists where we have already, as a society, have chosen to have vehicles driven through gasoline. Anyone in the market that proposes an electrical vehicle is attacking the capitalists of the car manufacturing network worldwide so therefore we need to make sure that people uh we need to enforce somehow that car manufacturers are forbidden to create electrical vehicles it's the same argument bro it's the same exact argument there's no global body of governance that tells us how cars should be manufactured or how car or, or no or how many car manufacturers should exist or how many cars every car company can produce per year no, it's it's a free for all worldwide, and we have a very awesome competitive atmosphere where we get really good vehicles in the marketplace, right? So it's the same thing with mining and Bitcoin and entrepreneurship. Um, when you understand that Satoshi gave us the capability to compute script on chain, which small blockers now agree, right? I told you the story. So they they agree that an on chain economy. It, it's it's the thing is that this is not even an argument anymore, Patrick. Because if any, everyone in BTC is welcome to censor ordinal transactions, by all means, I welcome you to do that because I think you're dumb and you deserve to go broke. By all I'm means, not, minor. I'm not taking it. I'm, I'm not taking it. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Um, I'm telling you why I'm not interested in Bitcoin anymore. That's what I'm okay, doing. Well, that's fine. <laughs> anyone that yeah. wants to make less money is welcome to be uh, to become less competitive and fit in the market. No, I'm saying BTC. Like specifically, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. they're they're welcome to be less competitive. Anyone that wants to go against market demand is welcome to handicap themselves. Now, here, care. what are they doing? What are the, what is BTC doing about the small big? Are they actually now con, uh, making concessions? Are they going to dynamically size the blocks? I looked this up literally before we went live. The average time for a transaction to go through is right now, as of today, four hours. And a week ago, it was a day and a half. The average time was a day and a half, which is absurd for a tech to right, be well, used as a uh, as a medium of exchange. Like, 
Well, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep having fun, and we're going to have keep and we're going to keep enjoying ourselves and making money. And I'm not trying to stop you. Don't you can't you can't I stop know. me. You can't stop anyone. There's no. Um, it, it is what it is, Patrick. I mean, it, it, they already did try to do that. So Luke Dasher uh, put out like code so that people can prune the ordinal transactions on their little windows into the blockchain that they call, you know, uh, what they call full nodes, you know, raspberry pies that sleep, that live under their pillows and they blink at night. You know, that, that, (laughs) they can do that. By all means, do that. You can pretend reality doesn't exist as well, bro. You can do all that. I don't give a fuck. If you want to be dumb, be dumb. Now that the big blockers have won, what are they doing about it? Well, it's just, are are they changing? They are, but they're doing it quietly. Shh. Mm. Because look, I, I gave you the, I gave you the, 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 the syllogism, right? Already the argument. A, in the early days, they would say, the, uh, "We love the blockchain technology, but not Bitcoin." That's what everyone used to say on the media. All, all the boomers that, when they encountered Bitcoin, it's like the blockchain technology is great, but we don't like the Bitcoin. And all the smart people bought Bitcoin. Now what's happening within within the Bitcoin world is that a lot of people are saying we love the BSV technology, but we hate BSV. Mm. Biktoshi, Aussie man bad, you know, like so 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 what so are for all the people smart that people don't know? Doing? Let's get into it. What's BSV? Uh it's the original protocol, uh the unbroken chain of digital signatures of uh, from the Genesis block of Bitcoin. To me, it is a real Bitcoin because it is uh, the Bitcoin that follows the rules of the game that Satoshi gave us, where we as Bitcoiners um, constantly safeguard one another and make sure that it's nobody breaks the rules of the game, that it's fixed and stable. No matter who you are, if you try to like change the rules of the game, um, I'm sorry, dude, there's going to be people within this network that will always try to that will always uh, say, no, you can't do that. And so it's, 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 it's respecting the rules of the game. And when, when you have a fixed and stable protocol, then you have real competition. And it is the foundation of true decentralization because true decentralization is not something that central planners provide, but true decentralization is something that is market-driven. In order to have true decentralization, you need to have a fixed and stable protocol. What's the technical overview? It's Bitcoin with dynamic block sizes, or is there other differences? It's unbounded block sizes. Okay. So every every block of time, no matter how many transactions are in the mempool, they're cleared out as just every, like every two minutes. Yeah, they're just everything's cleared out, and there is um, the the understanding is is that you you take Bitcoin as Satoshi gave it to you. You don't try to like create something out of it. And impose your will on it, but you have to see that Bitcoin was not a privacy coin. Bitcoin was not an anonymous machine. Bitcoin is a truth ledger, an honesty machine. The the book that can never be burned. It is the book of life, and this is why this is the the number one uh, discovery in crypto history that has been persecuted the most. Patrick, it's because people in power hate the the idea of being held accountable. They're okay. Honestly, they're very comfortable with, with hiding and anonymity. And that's why, you know, they, you know, they, they've, they've never gone after a Monero the way that they've gone after a BSV. The reason why they go after a BSV is because BSV comes with a lot of power. 
it, it comes with the ability to completely destabilize big tech as we know it, because it's a, it's, it's a, it is Bitcoin that allows you to embrace big data on chain through proof of work, meaning that big data has an automatic feedback loop into the market through proof of work to ever better itself while at the same time making the end user the owner of their data and not the product of big data so it's uh, so you know it's it's a uh, it, it's what geeks me out the most in crypto it really is um i it's what inspires my imagination the most every other blockchain that exists exists within the confines of limitations every other blockchain lives within the blockchains and limitations where your imagination everybody in crypto is conditioned implicitly to think within the bounds and create within the bounds of those limitations of those blockchains so everyone in crypto is working with a broken toy turns out that the toy satoshi gave us is the most ab abundant infinite playground of possibilities that is at the same time the coolest toy that is not broken and it is for this reason that bsv is, is is so attacked right now it is for this reason that there is a whole coalition of big tech and silicon valley entities teaming up against craig wright in the copa trial as we speak that's about to craig launch in wright. a couple days who is craig yes, wright Craig. in my opinion he's satoshi nakamoto let me tell you the story of satoshi nakamoto from my oh, study of satoshi i need to make nakamoto. sure we're talking about the same guy let me get a screen. Yeah, Craig Wright. I mean, I, the people call him Fake Toshi. He's he's a forbidden figure in crypto. People watching this right now probably turned it this off. This guy? Because I just took a screenshot on my Twitter. Yes. This guy? Correct. That guy. Yes. Yes. That guy. This so lily, that, gentle, daisy mf'er that blocked me for making an anti-government yes. joke on Twitter, you're saying hey, is Satoshi Nakamoto? Me too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me explain it to you. Let me what explain a it to you. precious individual he is. <laughs> yes. So he created, the reality, you're, he, for, he created think, BSV. Yes. He created Bitcoin. Okay. Satoshi. Or All he right. was part of Team Satoshi. I think Satoshi was a team. Um, I think I think his friend Dave Kleiman helped him out a lot to the extent of how much he helped him. I don't know uh, the trial. Uh, okay. So let me tell you the story of Satoshi. As much as I've understood it, studied it. Well, the story of Satoshi. He blocked the you too. Right? He blocked yes, you too. He okay. Yes, he did. All right. All right. Yeah, but but you have to understand, he's playing. He's very smart, dude. And the, the yeah, problem right. is, before I'm we get smart started, too. no, you're not. You're not. I'm smart too, but I'm no Nikola Tesla. I'm no Satoshi. I'm no okay. Albert Einstein. I'm smart, but you have to be humble too, bro. And you, the problem is that everybody <laughs> and their mama, every NPC that exists in the world, wants simple answers to complex questions and they demand it they're so fucking entitled that they don't have to do any fucking research but they are demanding and they go by what the mainstream crypto media tells them funded by bilderberg and venture capital snakes and they're all of a sudden oh yeah we know the truth of everything no motherfucker you don't you don't go to the prime sources and i know that how do i know that i proved it to you guys like me have been saying that bitcoin's turned complete since 2012 and all of a sudden, you have these guys in 2023 trying to tell me and school me that Bitcoin's turn complete. Wait a minute. We knew the Lightning Network was going to fail. We have to push, push them to the point of like reality through economic pressure for them to admit it. So over and over again, guys like me have proven correctly. 
over and over again. We are the most attacked guys in all of crypto. We've endured the most abuse. And over and over again, the only choice that the rest of crypto has can do right now is copy us. Coinbase copied us this past summer with their on-chain summer. Literally, they're trying to copy BSV innovation. Ordinals comes from BSV. Everything in BTC comes from BSV. Okay, wake the fuck up. It's the reality. It's the truth, okay? Solana, the top developers there, Jeff Pike, Dean Little. BSV, guys. And what is Solana doing right now? They're copying BSV innovation. The latest thing that they put out in Solana was when? Dollar sign W-E-N. What is that? This is a copy of lock of locking, of N-lock time, of Lou locking in BSV. Everyone in crypto has no other choice but to copy us. And why is that? Because we understand the technology that Satoshi gave us best. And whether you like it or not, or you feel butthurt about this reality, I don't care. Because I'm me and my boys are showing you through proof of work, and we're schooling the entire space. We run BTC now. We run Litecoin. We run Dogecoin. We run BSV. And if we want, we run circles around Bitcoin Cash as well. Okay, so don't come at me, dude, because we literally run your blockchains now and you can't stop us. And you guys are butthurt because of that reality. But my friends, the psalm told us the truth. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Bitcoin's original design. Okay, and so all you can do now is be quiet. Be quiet. Okay, because the moment you utter a word, You signal to all those intelligent people on the planet that we were right. And you don't want to do that. But at this point, you're in checkmate and you have no option but to do that. That's why all the BitVM guys constantly are reading Craig Wright's material. That's why all the and Jawe lose material. That's why all my boys run all of the on-chain exchanges in BTC. That's why we run everything in Dojinals. You can't stop reality. We're showing you by doing. Cardano's copying bitmaps that comes from us. Like, I don't even have to do these interviews anymore. It's in your fucking face. Look into your blockchain. You see my signature everywhere of my work. Well, I'm enjoying the conversation. It's like, dude, it's like I take, it's like, it's like I came into your house and I was accepted by your tribe as your leader and now you're mad. No, bro, it's just, it is what it is. This is market driven. I'm not forcing anyone. I'm just, this is what happened, Patrick, is that everybody in the history of crypto have been going to these centralized exchanges, praising the almighty dollar. And what they do is that they, it's like they're passing buckets back and forth. They don't know what these fucking buckets are, but they're just passing them back and forth, selling them back and forth. All along, this little thing is called the computer, but not everyone knew how the fuck to turn it on. We, that, approach bitcoin with reverence and everything that satoshi gave us and we were the only guys that said that did not have the stance of oh i know better than satoshi i can create something better than satoshi because that's literally the story of everyone else in in crypto everyone else in crypto in implicitly were saying i know better than satoshi and i can do something better than satoshi we didn't take that stance we took we, we we went into it with reverence and we're still learning a shit ton from satoshi to this day so we know how these things work. So we, we turned on these computers and we're going into these blockchains like Dogecoin. Like, this is how it works. And people are like, oh, my God, how did he do that? Let me teach you. That's literally what happened. So okay. the story of Satoshi, let's go back to the story of Satoshi. So Satoshi was a man that enjoyed his anonymity. Okay. His privacy. Okay. 
and he was working on Bitcoin with his friends. He finally put it out on the cypherpunk mailing list. Um, it's pretty obvious that it was more than one guy because, it, you know, when you talk amongst people that are like programming, they it's all broken English, bro. Like those people don't care about grammar, you know? So the fact that Satoshi's very well, and he writes very well, very precise, it, it shows you that at, at least someone took us, you know what I mean? It's uh, either the guy was a not uh, like a, a grammar Nazi or, or, or he had someone review everything he, he said. So out of nowhere, the way I see the story of Satoshi, now I could be wrong. Uh, the analysts at the other analysts at the Crypto Vigilante, I, I chose them on purpose because I don't want an echo chamber. They all disagree with me, and I'm okay. Literally, I created my own sparring dojo within uh, Crypto Vigilante on purpose. They disagree with me on a lot of these things, but it gives me the space to be able to talk to you guys with complete candidness. So, all of a sudden, one of the guys that was closest to Satoshi passes away, Dave Kleiman, at the age of 46. Very sad. And his brother, his stepbrother, is the inheritor of his entire estate. And so when he looks into the computers that his brother left behind, he realizes, holy shit, my brother was involved in the creation of Bitcoin. So. Right away, he's like, oh, my God, who is this? Who is the other guy that worked on this with my brother? It's none other than Craig Wright, this guy in Australia. So then this guy gets in, he devises a plan. Dave Kleiman. This all came out in the trial in Florida. Kleiman versus Wright. Devises a plan. I need to go claim my portion of my estate that belongs to me, thinks Ira Kleiman. So he goes and he goes to Wired Magazine and Gizmodo Magazine. And he says... I know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. I have proof. My brother left this computer and I can't access even these Bitcoins. So Craig, right out of his kindness, he actually tried to help him access Bitcoins that his brother had in that computer, believe it or not. So he, Craig tried to help him out. So, um, but I know who Satoshi is. I know who Satoshi is. And is this Australian guy who wrote the book that is used on a lot of computer science faculties throughout the world. In graduate programs on computer forensics my brother and him wrote the book on computer forensics and they both were the creators of bitcoin so i have the proof that craig wright is satoshi he sends that to wired magazine he sends that to gizmodo then what he does is asshole he goes to the australian tax authorities he tells them as well hey this dude over there is a creator of bitcoin go tax his ass so the australian federal police swats craig wright Swats his business, swats his home, like fucking makes a sh like a fucking terrorizes him, terrorizes yeah, sure. him. That's what they okay. do. Okay, okay. So think about it this way, guys. If anybody that knows anyone that's neurotypical, you would empathize with me. If you're someone that's never experienced someone with autism or, or, or Asperger's, by all means, for the rest of this story, go learn about that and then come back because you have to understand how these people think. Okay, people that have uh neurotypical this uh, personality disorders they love order they love order they love order man you can't take them out of their order or they'll freak out i know this because my, i i'm i am known in so, certain circles as the autism whisperer a lot of my friends in crypto are autistic i literally you know i take care of them to be completely honest because i know that in some ways they 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 don't see shit that i do and at a nightclub if we're at a nightclub they might be leaning up against some someone a little too closely you know shit like that right so i i take care of them right 
So I, I know how they think, bro. And I went to school for counseling psychology, uh, a graduate program. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty versed in these things, right? The freak out that imagine the freak out of Satoshi Nakamoto, of Craig Wright. He gets doxxed by Wired magazine, gets pulled out of his anonymity, bro. Grab any of these privacy nerds that watch this show right now, because there are a lot of ANCAPs watching this, and pull their asses out of their anonymity. Empathize with this situation, guys. Someone forces you out of your anonymity and doxes you to the cops. You get swatted. Your business gets swatted. The tax authorities are on your ass. And then at the same time, you're all over the fucking media. You, you are a fucking guy that, you know, you, didn't, you were not prepared for this shit. You didn't volunteer to you know, dox yourself as Satoshi, and they pull your ass out out of your anonymity. They murder your privacy, okay? Literally, that's what happened. This guy freaks out, freaks the fuck out, as anyone would. Yeah, they're terrorists. Let's not miss words. These are terrorists. Okay, and on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, what's going on around that same time is is that the entrepreneur, the most well-known entrepreneur, most televised, most heard of entrepreneur with your technology at that point in time is none other than Ross Ulbrich. And he's being served two life sentences. So now you're Satoshi Nakamoto. You're pushed out into the fucking light by force because this asshole stepbrother of your one of your best friends, if not your best friend, wants to fucking shake you for money, calls the cops on you, doxes you to the, the biggest, uh, like, technology magazines and at the same time the biggest entrepreneur that uses your technology is being served two life sentences imagine the fucking level of freak out and so rightly so like you would expect just watch mr robot the show you guys seen the show mr robot what do these security experts do once in a while they wipe out what does the fuck the wipe out mean they fucking 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 destroy computers hard drives Chips going in the fucking microwave, like they wipe out clean. It's our routine. So Craig Wright even said he stomped on a hard drive. People make fun of him. Well, fuck yeah. I mean, imagine the, in that moment in time, I don't think the guy was thinking clearly. I think he was like, fuck, man, they went after Ross. Now they're going to have to go after me and I have all this shit. What do I do? I'm pretty sure he made a lot of mistakes, man. I'm pretty sure he destroyed a lot of evidence, a lot of evidence. And. And later on, um, he, he, there's what a happened? group of people was that he, around him. Was he acquitted? There's a group of what? I mean, did they no, find no, anything? No. Did they? What, what the whole, are you talking about the, the case Clamon versus Wright? Yeah. When the, ter- uh, I don't know when the terrorists the- raided his house or whatever, did they find anything? Did they well, prosecute they him? They harassed them, bro. They harassed him to the point that he had to leave the country. He went to the UK um it, it was just um it was a sad it, it was really sad bro it really it really was sad so the satoshi that you read and the, all the anarchists read is like oh satoshi is such an anarchist look what he said and like but just think about it all you motherfuckers that are all about anonymity and privacy i know you i know a lot of you and a lot of you guys are in real life a, a completely different motherfucker you pay your taxes yes sir you go vote you go I know you motherfuckers because why? Because you're smart. You're not dumb. You know, you're not dumb. So in your pub in your public life, in your personal life, you fucking you blend in with the rest. As you're supposed to, because you're not stupid. 
But in your private life, in your anonymous life, you're a completely different character. You say so many fucking things online and, oh, you you know, it's like the, the ring of gaijis, right? Like, it's a completely different person, right? Obviously, it's psychologically proven that people, when they're under surveillance, they act differently. Okay? It's obvious. We all know this shit. So, of course, now that Craig Wright is pulled out of his anonymity as Satoshi, and he's docs, or he would say privacy, he's pulled out of his privacy, his privacy is murdered. What, what choice does he have? So, like, the smartest thing that he could do as the creator of this technology, which is exactly what I would have done, is to become the most status motherfucker. Because the way I would approach it is, I already mind-fucked them through the world of technology. I already fucking created the machine with the economic incentives to that incentivizes freedom and makes tyranny ever more costly. So I already did that. Now I need to mind fuck them within the boomer status world. And that's why I think Craig Wright took the, the stance that he did, which is he, he doesn't talk like an anarcho-capitalist. So what's the difference between an anarcho-capitalist and a Randian objectivist? The main difference is the locus point, the point of inflection regarding... Not, well, yeah, <laughs> but private property. Private property is that point of reference. So for the anarcho-capitalist, uh, private property starts in the physical realm. I own this cup, okay? For the objectivist, the point of reference for private property is intellectual property, IP. And that's why, by default, uh, objectivists are, 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 are minarchists. They, are, they like little government, but they still like government because for them, the point of reference is intellectual property. So very intelligent, I'm, I think, that Craig Wright then pivoted from, from presenting himself when he was behind privacy, he was he wasn't he was behind his privacy. But once they dox him, he was put out. He's like, okay, let's go galt on this shit. So he went, you know, reading a Randian novel. That's literally uh, Craig Wright's story. Now he went Atlas Shrugged. He went galt, and he is and he's making the emphasis on intellectual property. That is the most reasonable, logical, and. And and what I would have done in his position, to be quite quite honest, because what do you mean intellectual you, property? Is he claiming he owns copyright on Bitcoin? Correct. Yes. Correct. Really? Yes. Oh boy. Yes. 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 Uh, what does so it? He, so he's delicate day? and an asshole. Got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can't. You, you again. Again, don't don't. You have to, Patrick. You can't just. Sure, that's the way you filter it, but you have to realize there are more things to it. So sure, that's the way you're filtering it right now. But keep in mind that Bitcoin is a machine that eventually will is the most efficient system that has ever existed when it comes to computing any type of data in the world. And it's the most interconnected system ever existed, meaning it's the best social network, the best marketplace, uh, the best... Um, a, it is the best... AI, it is the best swarm intelligence. Bitcoin is the best um, it's, it means to interconnect with other human beings. So this this is what we call hyper-Bitcoinization is when you will be stupid to want to create outside of Bitcoin. That's hyper-Bitcoinization. Like, you as an entrepreneur, you are in, in the future when people realize this is common knowledge because it's not right now. You are going to be an idiot to create outside of Bitcoin's original design. 
you're going to want to create on inside the blockchain. Why? Because when I create inside of the blockchain, I am in the most frictionless and permissionless space where it literally is free for me to participate and express my creativity into the blockchain and get rewarded if my creativity is valuable by other Bitcoiners for my creativity. Because it's extremely cost efficient to post and list things on chain in BSV. At this moment right now, it's one fifty thousandth of a penny. One fifty thousandth of a penny, meaning that with $5,000, I can subsidize hundreds of billions of transactions and listings on chain in BSV. I can literally onboard the whole world right now onto BSV for free. I can personally subsidize the whole planet right now to get on chain in BSV and start exchanging whatever goods and services they want with each other. All they, a human person will need is a, uh, is a, a, a internet connection, a wallet, and their creativity step in and start selling whatever they want. Like that possibility exists right now. And this is why this technology is so feared by the lizards of big tech. And this is why right now, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, Sam Altman, Larry Fink, Michael Saylor, you name it, all the lizard cast, <clears throat> they teamed up and they formed a, a coalition called COPA, C-O-P-A. Did you call them the lizard cast? <laughs> yeah. Is that what I just heard? The, okay, that's great. Yeah, this, the, scarcity, <laughs> this, the scarcity cartel. <laughs> the scarcity cartel, they, they created the Crypto Open Patent Alliance, and all of a sudden, the biggest tyrants on the internet are pretending to be open source developers and that want free, you know, like, that they want free open, you know, that, that they are reverent to the false ethos. Like, can you believe this shit? That Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey are, are posing as anarcho-capitalist libertarian saviors against Craig Wright? They're just butthurt that he has created the best, most efficient system that has ever created, as ever, that's mathematically possible. Remember, I told you guys the, the, the phrase that I invented here, a tautological exponent. It is the exponential function out of all of the recipes possible with technology. It is the, out of all the ingredients possible with technology, Satoshi created the perfect recipe in Bitcoin's original design to be able to literally put big tech out of business. That's possible, literally, in potential right now. And the only thing stopping us right now is our imaginations. Because right now, and this is what they don't want people to know. People don't, they do not want you to know the shit that I'm telling you right now. That's the last thing these lizards want you guys to know is the capability that Bitcoin's original design has. Because this is exactly what Ethereum, Solana, everybody wants. But they all, they can't have because all of those blockchains are limited. So in their minds, the people in those networks are conditioned to think in a scarcity way because they know deep down that they their blockchains can only scale so much. They can only do so much. Okay. So they condition themselves to play in that role. Um, I'm not. I, I've, I'm conditioning myself more and more every day to think more abundantly because I, I, I really am embracing Bitcoin's fullness. I have two questions left. One is on Bitcoin Cash and one is back on BSV. And then I'll let you have the last word and we can wrap it up. So question about sure. uh, Bitcoin Cash. Uh, I think I just checked uh, the price is like three times BSV. It's like 200 and something. What happened sure, yeah. to Bitcoin Cash? Like a few years ago, it was blowing up. Everybody was talking about it. It was solving the big block or the small block problem. What happened? Well, it's like the really short version. Small block. You want me to give you like a quick elevator version? Yeah, just like, you know, a couple minutes. We don't need to go like all deep. I'm just curious what happened to it. They weren't, they weren't big blockers. That's the point. In reality, oh, really? they, they never embraced, well, they never, they never embraced Bitcoin's uh, computational power. First, that's the most important thing. They never embrace on-chain computing. That's the number one thing. 
So in their mind, they think that Satoshi just gave us Bitcoin to go buy coffee with. How stupid. Why would I? Why, how the fuck is that revolutionary? Okay. Plus, if I really wanted digital gold, digital cash, I would just do it with Monero. I'll buy coffee anonymously. You know, if, if that's really what they want, because a lot of them are libertarians. Um, so they, they, they also, um, they have a very central planning approach where they, they remember what I told you about the whole protocol and the rules to the game. They never agreed with that. They wanted just to say, they, they saw the right direction. They're like, yes, you scale on chain. You, we need bigger block sizes, but we will control that process. And we're like, no, fuck you, man. The f protocol is fixed and stable. Leave it alone and build whatever you want. Like, go. You know, so that's the difference. The main difference is that is the ability that they, they, they those, the, the Bitcoin Cash people also made the mistake of saying, oh, that on, putting data on the blockchain is spamming the blockchain. See, that's bullshit, bro. That is just an anti-capitalist mindset that once is the same argument you made earlier. Of saying, oh, you're just. I didn't make an anti-capitalist argument. I just. Yes, it is. It's an argument based on the purpose well, well, okay, of the tech. No, okay, no, 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 no. Because Bitcoin, Satoshi gave us the ability to compute script on chain. So how the fuck did he give us the ability to do something? And then you're telling me that it's that 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 faculty is not part of the purpose of Bitcoin. That makes no sense whatsoever. If you give uh, me the if you. If I said there's me, no authoritative if, source on the purpose. That was my point. Who's the authoritative force? Is the code. The code is the authoritative source. Look at what Satoshi gave us, all the opcodes, and then with reverence, study the code. Because the blockchain is just a nine-page constitution. Cool. But Wasn't really, the code small it, block? No, no, no. The code in its original design includes computational power. How are you going to embrace computational power if it's... If the if the block if the block size is very tiny, you can't you can't compute on chain with something. No, tiny. I thought the correct, no correct me if I'm wrong. I thought the big small block thing was a civil war over whether or not to modify it to allow for dynamically scaling block sizes. Like the original code was not to have larger blocks. So in the early days, Satoshi made the mistake of limit of of, of putting a cap, but it was a, a it was a cap that was meant to be just for us. For a small amount of time, because the network was really small, and Hellfinny convinced him of like, "Hey, Satoshi, maybe we should put a cap to the block size because we, the network is really small still, and it could then that argument oh spam the blockchain." But that in itself, that was a mistake. They fucked up, and you were supposed to let go of that cap when Bitcoin was mature enough. They didn't want to let go of the cap, and we had the civil war because the 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 the, the cap is not just for transaction throughput. The cap also uh, the cap is also to be able to compute on chain to compute script on chain. In other words, to do smart contracts on the blockchain. And so you cannot do for us in BSV. Uh, you can compute whatever you want. Any computation can be done on chain. Any computation on numbers, just a number. As long as as long as like it it makes sense for all parties and all parties agree and you know voluntarily to participate in that transaction. It's good to go, man. So why would you like, like Jack Lou says, why, why do you need Jack? What's the point of chat GP three? If you can only in BTC, you can only do four megabytes worth of human creativity. Like why, what's the purpose of chat GP three? What's the purpose of chat GP three? If the BTC blockchain only allows you to compute four megabytes worth of, of human creativity of developer creativity worldwide in BSV, 
we can leverage the fullness of chat gp3 and anyone can become a, a programmer developer very easily and, and 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 propose awesome creations on chain and bsv that are completely it's like unbounded all of them are welcome into the bsv blockchain so um yeah dude hyper bitcoinization is going to happen um exactly when it's going to happen i don't know uh, but it's going to happen, and and everything that we know of in computer science, it will revolve around Bitcoin's original design. That is that is without a doubt what's going to happen because it's a it's a mathematical formula what was Satoshi discovered. I call it a symphony of aligned incentives, where like the best the best graph of interconnectivity is the blockchain, specifically the small world network. The best way for that small world network to be self-governed and for it to grow in prosperity and to, to grow bigger is for it to is for it to be done through a proof of work, both via the mining process itself and that of entrepreneurs um, being um, valuable to each other. And third, something that a lot of people don't know that Satoshi gave us, I haven't mentioned in this whole talk with you, is the UTXO model the unspent transaction model, um, which allows you to have parallel scaling. This is something that no other blockchain architecture has, something that through ordinals, a lot of developers discovered for the first time. The fact that you are able to, that all you need, if you need to grow the Bitcoin bandwidth and capabilities, all you need to do is just add more miners. So you don't you don't need to change the infrastructure of Bitcoin. You don't you just need you just um, Bitcoin just spreads like a like a branches through the UTXO model. Okay, I think you... so, yeah, so, yeah. so 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 Bitcoin Bitcoin spend it spreads horizontally in parallel and it can scale to it's the same scaling model that Google, Facebook, Amazon uses. All smart big tech companies scale horizontally. All right, but systems that are that come from the banking se sector, like the JP Morgan thing called Ethereum, they're stupid designs. They go vertically because they're dumb. Um, so it's it's uh, so the same thing with Solana, vertical scaling. So proof of work. The recipe Satoshi gave us is proof of work, blockchain, small world network, and UTXO model. Those things that that mathematical formula that he discovered that right there that composite. It's gonna it's gonna take over the world. It's gonna be the blockchain. Watch. Okay, it's gonna happen. Final question, and then I'll let you have the last word, and we can wrap it up. So, does uh, it's it's the same kind of purposeful design and tech iteration that I think Bitcoin is missing. Does BSV have that? Does it have a core of developers that can make decisions quickly when they need to and iterate the tech to solve problems that arise with it? Um, as needed, or is it like Bitcoin where it doesn't have that core? Yeah, it does actually. So what we discovered in BSV, so we, there's been three major discoveries in Bitcoin history. Number one, Bitcoin has money. Number two, Bitcoin smart contract computing on chain. And number three, signaling is, is exactly what you're asking about. Signaling, because after the civil war, a lot of big blockers, we were sitting around and thinking, how the fuck do we make sure this doesn't happen again? Your question. Literally, this was the question that we resolved. So signaling is the ability to clean up the internet between what is noise, 
manipulation, fake news, and honest signals. So what we discovered through biology, we discovered um, the theory of the handicap principle. And we saw, do you, do you know the handicap principle? I explained it to you last time we were here, which is that um, animals in nature, especially males in nature, give themselves a handicap with, to attract females. That, that signals that they're fit and successful in nature, like the peacock gives himself feathers to attract a mate. The buck gives himself the, the more stronger, the most badass buck gives himself the biggest fucking, you know, antlers and he attracts a mate during the rut, right? That's, that's, that's how nature, so they give him, males give themselves a handicap to attract females. So we saw that in Bitcoin, Satoshi himself in Bitcoin, there is the handy, uh, the handicap principle is found within proof of work where miners give themselves Miners themselves give themselves a handicap because they spend energy that they'll, they waste energy that they'll never get back. And they're putting that message out into the world saying, I, you know, I'm so confident in this network that I'm capable of spending energy that I'll never get back that I will, um, that I'm, I'm putting out this signal of me being capable of securing the network by spending energy because this network will compensate me for the energy spent and more. So it's a costly signal inherent. The handicap principle is inherent within Bitcoin mining. We discovered that in BSV, in Bitcoin's original design. So especially, this was led, a discovery led by the emperor of Bitcoin, who we call him dearly, you've met. He was from Austin, Texas, back in the day, uh, Daniel Krawitz. And, uh, and so we asked ourselves, okay, so how is it that we can use this, this, this aspect of Bitcoin to communicate with each other, to know who actually to trust and not to trust. So we devise now two systems of signaling in BSV. One of them, the one, the, the latest one is called locking. It's unlock it, based on the technology from Satoshi an opcode that they turned off in BTC called unlock time. And it's the ability to put Bitcoins. It, think of a, uh, in a time box, and then you say you can command whatever you want. Like, I want one Bitcoin release every year. I want one Bitcoin release every day. I want 0.01 Bitcoin release every week. Whatever you want, you program it into a box and it's released. And you can say, I want to release to these wallets in, in, you know, equally or whatever you want. You can do wills, whatever, testaments, uh, trust. It, it apply. you can do a lot. So we discovered that by a lot of people in Bitcoin will tell you that they're hodling Bitcoin that they're and they make you think like they are that they're people invested in the network. But as far as we know, they could be lying and they're just saying that they are pro Bitcoin, but you don't know if even if they own Bitcoin. So we discovered um, a way to to signal to each other by handicapping ourselves. Um, and, and what we do is that we give up our opportunity cost by signaling to each other using uh, by by locking up our Bitcoin and, and behind content on the internet that we find important for the well-being of Bitcoin. Because the mindset of the big blocker like myself is, is that uh, Bitcoin is the company we all work for. The whole world works for Bitcoin. They don't realize it yet because Bitcoin is, is the, is we don't need the corporate system anymore because that comes from dual entry accounting where the corporate world, comes from the necessity to attest something was real 
before the blockchain. In other words, you needed government attestment. You got, I bought something, you sold me something, one got the receipt, the other one kept that on their books. That's dual entry, triple entry. You have a triple entry that is a cryptographic receipt on all machines in the network. When you have that, um, we now we now see that the we don't need the corporate structure. In reality, the, the best company that you can be part of is called Bitcoin. So what we do is is that we build everything open source, on chain, and interoperably, so that we can so that we can better this ecosystem called Bitcoin for ourselves, right? As Bitcoiners and serve each other better. So within that process of figuring out what's best for ourselves and for each other, we need to make sure that we're we're sick that 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 we're not easily psyoped. So we use signaling theory to communicate with each other. Now, what you have to understand about signaling. Is, is that the signal is not truth. The signal just saves you time. The whole purpose of this is to save you time. Just because you see a guy pull up at the coffee shop in a Lamborghini does not mean that he himself is the owner of the Lambo. He could have driven a, 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 a Honda to the coffee shop, but he drove a Lambo. So everyone naturally, instinctively looks at the guy like, damn, dude, drove a Lambo through these fucked up city streets that government doesn't take care of. He must have a lot of money. Like, damn, you know, what a chat, right? But the thing is that, as far as we know, we don't know the truth of the states of affairs behind the guy driving the Lambo. He could be the, the guy that manages the rental for exotic vehicles down the street. He doesn't own a Lambo. Or he could be very well be the guy that owns a fleet of Lambos in his backyard. So the signal causes you to pay attention. And that's exactly what we discovered in BSV, which I think is the third biggest discovery in crypto history which is the what we need the most in our day and age, which is to be able to clean up the internet from the noise. Because we live in a world where AI is going to confuse people. A lot of people are saying that these are the last presidential elections ever. Because four years from now, AI is going to be so advanced that you're not going to even know who the fuck is talking or what to pay attention to or what to believe online. So we're going to be clouded with noise. There's going to be a lot of chaos. You're not going to know who to trust on the internet. You think fake news and censorship was bad? It's going to get worse. So we Bitcoiners were like, how the fuck do we communicate ourselves amongst this noise that is just growing, 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 growing? Oh, I know. I will use my Bitcoin that I value so much that it's on this blockchain that I care about so much that everybody can cryptographically prove that belongs to me. That, that is real Bitcoin, and I'm going to attach it to this message on the internet so other Bitcoiners see that a Bitcoiner like me said that this is important that you should pay attention to. And I give up opportunity costs for a year, a month, a week, however much I think this, this information is worthwhile for you to, you to pay attention to. And then some other Bitcoiner will be like, oh shit, bat signal, Bitcoiner signal. That's what it is. It's a bat signal for Bitcoiners. Is it something that pays attention? Big, a Bitcoiner put a Bitcoin behind in lock time. For one year on that signal, what does that mean for me? I pay attention. Is this something important? Holy shit, this is very important. I need other Bitcoiners to pay attention. Bam, locks up another Bitcoin. Then another guy with more money says, I look up five Bitcoins. And then this message just gets more and more attention from Bitcoiners. And that's how we communicate with each other. So we're looking for market-driven ways to communicate with each other, to solve the problem that you ask. Uh, because that's exactly the problem that us big blockers like had because... This technology that I've been expressing here to you guys is the technology that big tech hates the most. It's the technology that they're taking Craig Wright to court for. They don't give a fuck about some dude if he if he's fake Toshi or Satoshi. 
they could care fucking less. They're billionaires, dude. They run this fucking internet. What they care about is that technology. And so in my opinion, what they really want, and this is my supposition, they want to discredit Craig Wright with the COPA trial. And then after that, they want to go and and um, go after the patent for, we're not, and we're not talking about BTC. We don't care about BTC. We don't care about Bitcoin Cash. They can keep the stupid technology. We don't care about stupid Segway, Taproot. It's the, it's the fucking recipe that makes everything magic happens. So for us to displace big tech, which is, um, is proof of work, UTXO blockchain. That recipe right there is what pisses them off. That recipe right there is what they know will put them in extinction on the extension list. Like literally, they're going to be extinct no matter what. Because what they don't realize is that even if they were to take those patents away from Craig, Craig Wright, economic incentives are aligned in such a way that there is no better way than to um, build on this network when people realize what I'm telling you guys. And so the... It doesn't matter who has the patents or not, because no one's going to enforce any patents once hyper-Bitcoinization takes off, because you'd be an idiot to build outside of the most interconnected, cheapest, scalable, most interoperable system on Earth. You would never do that. Were you on your data? You, you would, that'd be re- fucking ridiculous. And I'll remember that the same infrastructure that BTC holds is the same infrastructure that guards BSV as well, meaning that the entire infrastructure of miners is nothing more than turn switch to become BSV miners. Just like FTX, I I, I pushed the button when FTX was going down, people pushed the button and they sold. Miners, when they realize what I'm talking to them about and they start seeing that BSV is more valuable, scalable, interoperable, and cheaper and processes everything that they want, they're going to push a button and they're going to go to BSV because it's going to be that easy for them to do. I have, I love every time I talk to you, Raphael, and this has been no different. Thank you for letting me spend an hour and a half challenging the hell out of you and, and getting pushback. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. Bring better I- challengers, man. Like you're look, one of my producers said, Patrick Smith is the best interlocutor that you can have, Raph, because he is, he's someone that, will he's a very critical thinker and he the way he interacts with you is, is very healthy because he really digs into things uh, patrick i invite you to bring more people to challenge me please do that and like bring, bring whoever you want dude anyone you want anyone you i want, bring love a good debate so if you find a good opponent out there and you want a moderator i'm happy to moderate debates for you that sounds fun i will give you the last word chicken. where can people find They're you chicken. oh cryptovigilante.io CryptoVigilante.io, they're chicken. They won't, they won't step up. None of them will step up. No small blocker, no F-head. They, none of them will step up. They're scared. They know it's true. This is true. Like, I don't even have to, like, debate. I think debating is boomer as itself, but I will debate them, and I will crush them because it's that easy, bro. They, they're scared. They won't come. They won't come up. They, they won't come up. I promise you, they won't come up, dude. As I, I call upon anyone out there in crypto space, that wants to challenge these ideas and what I expose here regarding Bitcoin's original design. And none of them will step up. I promise you. And if they do, they're going to get murdered, bro. Because, like, I, 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 that's what I've done with them in every fucking stage throughout the world. And and it's, it's at this point, it's like, I honestly feel mean, bro. Like, I, and I hate being a bully, bro. And, and, and the truth is that at this point, is, it'd be bullying them. At this point, it's bullying them. You know, at this point, it would be, it, it is bullying them. Because, me and my guys took over all of their blockchains, bro. Like, what the fuck else can I 
can I argument say like, look at your blockchain, motherfucker. Like, eighty-two percent of your blockchain is is run by us. Like, like that's like <laughs> there is no argument. All the right, market bro. is speaking, man. It's it's over. It's game over. So. Uh, yeah, if wow. they want to step up, they're more than welcome, bro, because I'm here for the audience and I want to teach people because the most important thing is for people to learn about these forbidden truths. People are forbidden from knowing about what Satoshi gave us. They don't want you to know this shit. It scares them that you with your buddies can go on Bitcoin, use the miners as the back end of your business and compete with Amazon right now. They don't want Crypt- you to know that. CryptoVigilante.com? What was it? One more time. Io, Io, Io. CryptoVigilante.io. Thank you, Raphael. I will, Thank you. Uh, oh, Twitter. I, I look forward to our next chat, and we'll awesome. dissect what happens a year from now or something. Awesome. <laughs> Vamos Vigilante on Twitter. Vamos Vigilante on Twitter. All right, man. Have a good one. Great talking to you. Thank you, guys. Now we are dealing with a possible world war. Some will say we are already in a world war. My condolences and prayers go out to everyone suffering under tyranny. It really sucks. I'm really sorry. But it seems as if people are starting to wake up regarding crypto more and more each day. And so it's in the description right here to read where we give our secret sauce and what we teach our subscribers because things are just that bad. You know, everyone needs this information. People need to know about sound cryptocurrencies that are actually private by default and to know how to properly use crypto. 